Young hearts run free. Young hearts run free. Young hearts run free. Young hearts run free. Welcome to Young Hearts Run Free, Season Three, Episode Nine, which means it is episode in total forty-nine. Welcome along, Mr. Stephen Watt. Thanks for having me, John. Oh, it's always a pleasure to have you in the room, Stephen. You know what? One of these days, we'll be actually be in the room having a chat, you and me, rather than we're still doing this virtually. We can maybe actually get in a room one day. Maybe that's something you might not want to do. Uh, no, I, I would fully endorse getting in a room with you, John. Good stuff. I, I, yeah, I look forward to that because times, they are a-changing, as we, as we know. Um, and I think it's maybe worth saying just now that the bulk of this episode is going to be um, a chat that we had with Devin Scott, who took part in the Great Glen Ultra that was run by Rocket Events last weekend. And it's just a sign that things are changing. And we're going to come on to that a wee bit more in a minute. But things are changing back to, I don't know if it's normal or new normal, but we're talking about running again. So we're going to speak with Devin um, we had a good crack with her. It was to be about the Great Glen, but in typical Young Hearts Run Free style we went a wee bit all over the place, but it's all good crack, wasn't it? I know, it was great. I'd never spoken to Devon before, and she had done something pretty awesome last weekend, and, and it was great to get her tale of the adventure, plus more. Aye, aye. It's uh, well worth the listen. There's a lot of good laughs in there, a lot of good laughs. But as I was saying about things getting back to normal, something that we're going to be doing soon, and we've, we've teased about it, Lakeland 50. Lakeland 50 is coming up on the 24th of July, so we are going to be travelling across the border. You, me and the JR man are going to be going across the border to the lakes Um and we've just realised, just prior to this recording, that restrictions are going to be lifted in old Anglaterra by that time. Restrictions will be back to normal, which mm. feels good and a little, how would you say, weird, do you know? Uh, yeah, a wee bit. Um, I'm not going to say I'm anxious about it, I'm, <sighs> but it's a wee bit unnerving. And I'm sure our, our English cousins will look after us very, very well. I would expect nothing less. The, the the nation will maybe be on a high. We'll touch on that later too. <laughs> yeah, that's part of Devon's chat. Um, but very very much looking forward to the lakes. But as I say, it is going to be very different than what we've been used to up here because we're obviously we're still living under restrictions and they may change in Scotland very soon too but um, it will be what it will be and we are now at the point of we are and we refer to this in the recording with Devon as well we're now at the point of checking weather aren't we? We are at the point of checking weather we're what, just over two weeks out and the weather obsession for me anyway has gotten underway. Yep yeah, so we're uh, refreshing our apps on a maybe two, three hour basis, checking for, you've not mentioned wind yet, all we spoke about so far is, um, is it going to be dry and temperatures? And what was the latest you looked at for Ambleside just before we started recording? Yeah, Ambleside seems to be my focal point of my weather, my meteorological um, attentions, <laughs> and yeah, as a sort of midway point-ish of the course and indeed 
sort of midway place in the Lake District. And at the moment, my forecast is going up to the Wednesday before the race, and it's saying 22 degrees. And then it's got that thing where the weather forecast they can exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> kind of like a sun and a cloud. Aye. In Scotland, in Scotland, it would be a sun, a cloud, and some rain and snow coming out of the cloud. <laughs> right. But actually, the other side of the Hadrian's Wall, it, it's just a, a cloud with, with sun peeking out. So that would be, that would probably be a wee bit warmer than we'd want it. But do you know what? It's one thing we can't control. That's right. And I think certainly Scotland's weather is sponsored by Crowded House, Australian band. Uh, four seasons in one day. And I think you sometimes get that in the lakes as well, don't you? Um, and I think it certainly up here has been, we both did a longish run, or I certainly did a longish run for me last weekend, and it was very muggy. It wasn't very pleasant weather to be running in, you know? So No, it wasn't very fresh. No, well, I certainly wasn't fresh. No. Stevie, Stevie boy. No, there wasn't much freshness at the end of my run as well. <laughs> oh, uh, but, that, but that's cool. Now, we've also, we've been speaking, you and I, have been speaking about kit a lot recently. Our attention has turned to things like compasses, right. um, coffee. Again, well, how will we get our coffee in the lakes? That was one of the things we were talking about. But we've also, and this came on the back of a conversation from the River Tayway. It's my job to mention that every time now, every episode. But we spoke then about race vests, because I have a trusty old backpack that I've carried all over Europe on my holidays. But I thought it was time to upgrade and get a wee bit more... Look near the part, if nothing else, because every video that we watch, or I watch, I'm looking to see what folk are wearing, how they're packed, and all that sort of stuff. That's been my new obsession, how to pack your race vest on YouTube. Um, but you mentioned to me on the River Tayway about a company I'd never heard before called Harrier. And I think in the last week or two weeks, we have both purchased uh, a race vest from Harrier. Yeah, we have. Uh, um, Harrier trail running are a British-based new start, relatively new start company. And I've just been attracted to them because they seem to be well aware of what their market is, if you know what I mean. They're, 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 yeah. And, and they're specialising in race vests, amongst other things, poles and, and um, attire um, and, and safety kit and that as well. But yeah, yeah, I've been keeping an eye on their progress and the, their reviews and their, their kit and it, it's, it's looking really good so I decided a wee while back that I would ask for one for my birthday. Ah it's always good. You got a birthday coming up? My birth, birthday's just passed. <laughs> <laughs> so I was fortunate to, to get that. Um, I, I got a what they call a Cur Bar, Cur Bar 5 litre I think they're named after Peaks, Peak District Hills. Right, okay. Well, I went for the Stanage 10-litre one. Right. And I'm, I've got to say as well, the, their comms is absolutely brilliant. I had an email conversation back and forward with Kate from Harrier, and yep. she was she was absolutely brand new. Really good, quick responses. Um, very good. And I think, were you wearing a Harrier running, I'm not talking about a race vest, but a, a vest or a T-shirt on the yeah. River TV? I seem to recall yeah. seeing the, sort of, the brand. 
I, I, mean, I think I was. I've got like a, a race vest, as in like a. It's, I think it's the retro race vest. Mm. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And they also yep. do. We're not. We're not sponsored by Harrier. We're not doing that, but we've been really impressed by what they've got available. They do some brilliant sort of bundles as well. Um, yep. If you're interested, so we'll, we can tag them in this episode. I, no, so I gave my my, my race vest, my five wheeler race vest, a, a good try out at, um, at the weekend too, John. And yeah, really impressed with it. Loads of little nooks and crannies and pockets and and nice features on it to to make life easier and. I think there's enough room in it for all my essential kit for the lakes. Cool. You, a, you got a coffee pot in it, no? No, I've not got a coffee pot in it, but like plenty of room for for snackages and easy to reach snackages. And I think it's going to do the job a treat. On snackages, thank you for bringing me into that uh, topic of conversation. Also on the River TV, we had... As we've mentioned before, we had great support from some people, but they brought with them both Pam from Ochtermucky and Lindsay Powell, I think Lindsay's from. They both brought Voom bars. I'd never heard of Voom bars before, had you? No, that was a new one on me. So you've tried them since? Yeah, I used them. I got Voom also. This is like a big sales pitch were doing I know. but Voom but you know what this is the sort of shit uh, sorry this is the sort of stuff that people need to ken about because we've both been on a journey and you try things and if something works for you brilliant if it doesn't but you've got to ken what's out there so Voom certainly they do this like a lemon and lime thing and it's it's like a tablet taste sorry same texture as tablet um, sort of just melts in your mouth and it's really good I used them at the weekend and they were absolutely brilliant so it's going to now be part of my snackages that will be in my race fest for the, the Lakeland 50. What about yourself, what's your planned snackage? Have you got a standard snackage you'll stick with? Aye, I've been using, oh man, let's, let's start plugging all the um, suppliers <laughs> that we've been using the hope that <laughs> one, of the, one of them reaches out to us McVitie's <laughs> chocolate digestives I know just, uh, just just start throwing random names out there we'll get it's like throwing bait into a big like fishing pond hoping <laughs> that one of them bites and sends us something for free <laughs> <laughs> but I've been using in all seriousness um, mountain fuel Okay, is that a new thing you've started using? It is actually, yeah, 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 because obviously Active Route has uh, um, been a mainstay of a company and me on long runs for a while now, and you know, as far as the hydration goes in, in Active Route, peppermint is my favourite, by the way. Um, having a, a gel that works for me, I've, I've tried the Active Route gel, so I've got that in my, and I'll have that in my race bag. But I wanted to have a couple of go-to things as well, just alternatives and, and mountain fuel. It was actually the much lauded Wendy Wilson who, all right, who kindly gave us a, a wee sample of stuff that he'd got, and it was really nice. The the, the jelly, sports jelly, or something they call it, um, and it's a lot thinner than a, a gel and quite palatable. And then they do like a a gel as well that's got chaya seeds through it mm -hmm. and there's a raspberry one of those and it's gone doing really well so i'll have a few of those at my disposal and that's good oh and mayor 
Well, you were asking other snackages, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think you, if there's anybody like me, you kind of get a bit sickened by sweet stuff that you take earlier on in a, a race to top up your your levels, and and you start moving it towards savoury stuff. So, mm-hmm. just like salted peanuts and stuff like that. Yeah. You sure a five liter vest will be enough for you? Okay, oh, man. Have you seen what the, is on offer at the aid stations? Oh, that listen, that's a whole other episode. There's a whole episode must be coming about the buffet. It's John, absolutely I, Well, I worry about you, John, at these aid stations, <laughs> if I must say. So I'll be hopefully hitting the aid stations just a wee bit before you, uh, and I'll be warning them. See that number 67 coming in behind me? <laughs> Get them through. Get him through. Just like let him take something, but he's not got an all-inclusive band on. Get him to fuck. Get him going. <laughs> Otherwise, he'll be there for half an hour. Aye, for a minute. I'll be at the first thing. Is it out? And I'll be I'll be there till about three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, oh man, brilliant. So. No, but I think you're right. The the snackages are good to have a variety of things. So the Voom bars are definitely something that I'm going to be taking with me. I will also, I don't know, I always have the sort of wee sort of porridgey things. I quite like them early on when I can stomach them. Oh, you know, like a wee porridge that, bar. Is that like stoats? Yes, exactly that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly uh, that. I do really like stoats. <laughs> I've also, I've also, for a Father's Day present, I received a bag of the Iron Brew Millions. It's like jelly babies. Oh, yeah. I've, I've had them since John Robb introduced them Aye. to us. And they're very they're right. Insanely sweet. So they, Aye. for me, but, gave me a good idea type of thing that I'd hate. Do you know? Aye. 10 meals for the end. Because they're, what, what would you say, six of them an hour would be enough to keep you going? Something like that? Aye, but I think you'd get scunnered with them. Aye, yeah, aye, but it's good. Again, it's something that we'll, I'll have in there as a choice, definitely. Scunner, there's a word. Scunner's a belter for a dialect dictionary. Aye. And for me, Lakeland, there's a lot of uphills. So I normally do my eating on the uphills. God, I can power a lot of grub in this, ain't you, man? <laughs> I, <laughs> I may take a bag for life. See, by the, by the end, once you've lightened your load you'll be flying <laughs> you'll be fucking flying that last mile man will you see me six <laughs> minute mile john's like i'll be on somebody's back if i'm doing that time <laughs> doing hell with a good breeze behind you aye hopefully well it'll be hopefully cooler than 22 degrees in the early hours of the morning when i assume i'll be finishing well do we want to speak about ambitions what we're wanting today or is it too early for that it's too early for that it's, uh, i'm still at the com- complete not compete stage yeah oh yeah yeah i'll be to, doing that remove the pressure of uh, course in my wee brain it's not ticking away <laughs> maybe we'll reveal that soon but you know what we take to reveal it next week wouldn't we because we're two weeks away Two weeks yep. on Saturday is uh, is race day, so. Um, but yeah, it'd be brilliant. Um, but going back to and let's think about getting this conversation with Devin rolling. Yeah, well, um, we've both taken part in a number of the rocket events. The rocket. Series. Yeah. Previously, run your bam. Yeah. Um, run your rocket. 
So I think we, we both found Devon's chat interesting. And I think what we're talking here about is how they've, how they've managed the event um, coming out of the COVID pandemic. Things are obviously a wee bit different with regards to Marshall and then aid stations. And um, Devon will tell us more about that. There's a bit of a revelation with regards to the buffet table. That was... Uh, oh, but, oh, hang on for that, eh? That's... Aye. So definitely, definitely. But the BAM and Rocket events have always been fantastically well organised, a great atmosphere, everything that Scottish Ultra Running's all about. So I think the only one I've left to do is the Glenmore 24. That's the only one I've left to appear at um, out of their series. So um, that's something. Yeah, yeah, that's something I hope to. I would actually like to pencil that in for 2022 if I can. That'd be brilliant. Yeah. So, will we get to our chat with Devon then? We will. We will get to our enjoyable hour or so chat with Devon on all things Great Glen Ultra and, like I said at the start, hell of a lot more. Let's do that. So, I think it's just over an hour, so it'll get you a good 10k. We get a good 10k out of this in. Nice, easy pace. Take it nice and easy in this heat. So, let's go. Let's get Devon in. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Welcome along to the Young Hearts Young Free Podcast. Devin, how are you? I'm not too bad, Stephen. How are you? Absolutely brilliant. Thank you very much. And um, following on from your rather large day out on Saturday, um, how are you feeling today? It's Tuesday. Sorry. It's Tuesday. Not feeling too bad, actually. Um, The blisters have gone down and I kind of fared pretty, pretty well from the whole experience which is always a bonus. I'm not hobbling, although stairs stairs on uh, Sunday were a bit of a challenge, but uh, we're all good now. I'm firing right and right away. Did you see, did, did you have blisters or did you have no blisters? I had one, I basically didn't have a pinky toe on my left foot. It was just one big blister, but it didn't, it, it didn't, it was weird. It didn't affect us during the race. I didn't feel it until I took my sock off. And you know, I was right. a bit like, you mm-hmm. know, Holy shit, what, what's that? Um, but it was a little bit of a, a needle to it and it sorted it right out. Oh, I like that. Right. I've got two further questions. <laughs> what kind of socks were you wearing? In gingies, as toe, always. Toe socks? Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. And also, maybe more importantly, why are we recording this on Tuesday rather than Wednesday, Devon? Oh, John. Because it's uh, England in the semi-final uh, tomorrow night, John. And <laughs> priorities, obviously. <laughs> fair play to you, fair play to you. Now, on the... Stephen, I don't know if you... Wait a minute, John. Yeah, 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 you yeah. asked Devin about what socks she's wearing and then you've missed out the vital question about what shoes she was wearing for all the schwankers. I was coming to the schwanker oh, sorry. issue in a minute. I was Because I don't, I don't think we've spoken about socks yet we've spoken about shoes quite a bit what's your preferred type of socks Stephen? my preferred type of socks um if my sponsors are listening um <laughs> i right no i like stance socks right okay stance yeah yeah because no because i, I don't have any issues with suffering from blisters it's never been any problem for me during my running journey but so they've just got groovy designs like Star Wars and stuff like that. So I'm hooked in. 
by that. They're shocks, shocks for swankers, Devin. Um, so, <laughs> and John, what about you? Do you just wear your holy socks? I do, Elves. yes. However, however, I have now started playing about with in gingy toe socks, and that that was my reason for asking Devin about blisters and stuff, because I'm only talking weeks, maybe a month, since I've started wearing the toe socks again, and I've had no issues whatsoever. I so, love them, John. I really do. I already had a slight blister on that toe anyway from I'd been walking the previous week. So it's kind of my own fault a little bit, but I think gingies are a godsend. I think they're amazing. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. And Stephen's opened the door at the shoe talk. What was on, your, what was on, what was on top of your, your oh. gingy socks? Uh, hawkers. And I can't remember the type. I think they're the Cliftons. They're the road ones. I think they're Yeah, Clifton. yeah. Is that them right? Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yep, yep. The red. Well, the that's <laughs> and did they match the colour of your socks? Was, was everything colour coordinated? <laughs> yeah, hokas. There we go. Uh, they're, they're so marmite, those trainers. Do you know? It's like the people who are devout hoka fans are just swear by them, and then other people try them and they're not for them. But individual. I mm. went for comfort over like grip because, you know, yeah. the hawkers have got like the massive platforms as you know, my partner calls them. So I went for them over the, the trails and the great Glen's good enough that you can wear road shoes on. They were absolutely fine. Um, like I say, only only one blister, so. Perfect, good result. Uh, yeah, pretty good. 71 miles. It's funny because I saw on the race chat on Facebook and things like that, lots of pictures. And the first thing I do is always like zoom right into what people are wearing on their feet. That, that's the type <laughs> of schwank that I am, eh, John? Definitely. I, like I go I go to drop bag, Stephen goes to shoe wear. Yeah, yeah, I'm like... Get out more, Stephen, man. I, like, I know, I, and I'll try. I'll try. I've been speaking to my therapist about it. But it's it's almost like I did see a lot of road shoes. That was my point. So To be fair, you, you could you could do it in road shoes. It's mostly like it's a fire track, isn't it? The green yeah, there's, there's not too much in terms of trail. And I don't think there'd been much rain up there either. It was completely dry. There was no puddles whatsoever. So we actually... In terms of the weather and the terrain, we, we couldn't have asked for a better day. Um, yeah. I, quite, I don't mind it being a little bit warm, so I was okay. I know a couple of people were saying, oh, it's, it's getting a bit too warm, but it was, it was great for me. So being very selfish there, I'm like, it was good for me. So that's fine. <laughs> but, but, but let's rewind do, 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 to before the Great Glen, to way before the Great Glen, in fact. We always like to ask our guests how... They got into running. What started their running passion, so to speak? What, what, what was that for you, Devin? Well, I, I started running when I was at school, but it wasn't my passion. I was like the like the top ten. Always went to county for like cross country, and I would count the top ten, and then I would position myself there because I wasn't I wasn't bad at it, but I didn't like it. <laughs> so I would cross over the line at eleventh, being like, "It's a great day out," you know, not. Not going to the trials until a few years in, my teachers caught on and they were like, right, you're going whether you come 11th, 20th, whatever. So I was kind of forced to do it. Um, but I was more about the team sport. I was about netball and, and hockey, which are, um, is what I played. And then I played all that during uni as well. And I didn't didn't really run. Um, if there was ever like a charity 5K or a 10K, you know, I, you know, like the Race for Life or the, there used to be like the, 
the women's 10k as well used to be a race in Sunderland uh-huh. so we'd do that for charity it was like the hockey team would do it and I was always all right at it I would you know come in about 50 55 minutes so I wasn't bad at running I just didn't I just didn't like it and then I left uni in 2014 I left uni in 2014 and uh, the team I was I was living in Glasgow I was living right next to Glasgow Green and all the team sports kind of stopped and I thought you know it's Glasgow Green there why don't I just go around there a couple of times a week and it's actually I people I, I don't I, I actually quite like Glasgow Green. It's a nice, it's a nice wee bit of green space in in town. Um, so I just was running laps around there, and then sometimes I'd go up to the Clyde Arch and and stuff like that. And I ended up getting a last minute place in the Great North Run. Um, race directors don't listen because it, it wasn't my bib, but <laughs> we'll just ignore oh. that. I know we're very sweet. Uh, said, do you want to do it? And I thought. How how hard can a half marathon be? <laughs> and I walked up in like there were like hockey astroturf shoes. I didn't have proper trainers in my cotton t-shirt, and I was like, yeah, let's do this. And it was it was hell. <laughs> like yes. I didn't. I think I came in about two two hours five minutes. I didn't do I didn't do too bad, but it was awful. It was. I don't know if you've done the Great North Run before. I mean, the crowds are fantastic they're second to none but you are on a motorway for 13 miles like it's it's pretty well it's not it's not a great route and I finished it and I was like never again like I am honestly you should see the photos of me finishing I look like death I look horrific (laughs) me being quite competitive I looked I was on Facebook that night and in the northeast that is the race you do everyone everyone and their gran has done the great north run like (laughs) everyone has done it and uh, I saw a couple of people from school and I was like, I used to be faster than them. <laughs> They've done it in two hours. I was like, what the hell? So obviously I had to, I was like, looking the next day. I was like, what can I do? What race can I do? Next half marathon, I've got to get under two hours. And I did the Edinburgh, the EMF in the May. And I was like, I'm going to find myself a beginner's training plan. And I just kept that. But in that time, I started to appreciate it was when I would go out for an hour and I was, you know, clearing my head or I didn't really keep to the speed work or anything like that. It was just a really beginner's plan. It was like four miles here, three miles here. Mm-hmm. I just loved it. And I did the Edinburgh half and that's kind of been it. I did that in 2015. Okay. And that's that, that's kind of been it. It's not that long ago. No, it's not. In I only grand thought, scheme of things. Yeah, the Great North Run was in 2014. Okay. Well, yeah, not that long. Yeah, Stephen, that's one of your that's one of your wife's favourite runs, isn't it? The Great North Run. She goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She went to uni down in University of Northumbria, I think, nice. and and she did sports science there. So I think it was everybody on the course type yeah. thing did it. But she ended up doing it for like ten years on the bounds. I've done it. Um, I've done it five times now. So I did go back and. The- uh-huh crowds are and it's your it's your home half do you know what i mean yeah love it and they're very proud of it aren't they they're very proud of the great north run you know oh no it's a uh, special event okay 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 um yeah it's but i agree with you devon it's a great experience but not a great route no and my it's a bit closer to home because i'm not i'm not from newcastle i'm from sunderland but my family are from shields 
where you finish. So yep. we used to go down there when I was a kid and it's, you know, it's quite close to home. But I've done it, like I say, I've done it uh, five times now. So I do, I do go back any chance I have to do it. But you should see pictures of me finishing. I look, honestly, look <laughs> like death. Like, it, it's a, we want to see these pictures, John, don't we? <laughs> that, that could be the podcast art. Definitely. <laughs> um, can I just ask about the Great North Front? Is that, is it difficult to get into? Is it a ballot thing or yeah. how does it work? Is, is it, yeah, it's a ballot. I think I've applied, I think I've applied seven years and I've got in five. So it's way, it's way easier than like the London Marathon. That's not a bad return actually, is yeah. it? You yeah. know, so... But it's like it's upwards of fifty thousand people run or something, is it? Yeah. I, I, know, I guess I guess the full what three, four, five hours on the TV, doesn't it? You know, oh, the, B, the BBC love it, don't they? Yeah. Like yeah, music yeah. playing and everything, and jets flying overhead. It's a great, great atmosphere, um, and the start's amazing as well. You like, I think the start, like sh- the shoot. Do you know where they have everyone? Is a kilometre long. It takes people. If you're in the back, it'll take you an hour to get to the start um that's how many people are there and it's I, I love it but I remember not loving it so much in 2014 when I was there I was taking ice I was taking ice lollies off kids off the road like they were offering me I wasn't just taking them yeah, yeah you were just stealing them but I was like stop this I need an ice lolly like it's horrific so so you cracked the half marathon by the sounds of it it's I have come to love that length of race I'll, yeah. I, it takes me ages to warm up so the half marathon's a good a good length um yeah i like the half marathon yeah yeah half is it it is that there is something about a half isn't there it's not you get low moments maybe but never to the purgatory stage things and i feel you can train for it pretty well without losing your weekend sometimes you know when you're starting off you know and you you're thinking you're going to do a marathon and you think oh that's four or five hours of my saturday whereas a half it doesn't intrude is that much but you can still put yeah. in some time and a decent amount of training doing that i'm not the you can still socialise. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So when, like I say, I was about, oh, how old would I have been? 22, 23, 24, 23 I would have been. So that's, you know, my main focus on a weekend wasn't going to the hills, but still getting a wee run in in the morning. So. Brilliant. And then how did you then progress from that distance up through the ranks, so to speak? So I... I'm trying to think I haven't so I've only done two marathons and neither of them have been like standalone races both of them have been part of like a, a challenge weekend so you do like a five a ten a half and then a marathon over four days so yeah. I'd, within a few months of doing the Edinburgh half marathon I'd seen this advertised it was in Disney so what and what another good reason to go Disney in, in Florida or Florida yeah nice a family trip out there um and i just you know got up at three in the morning every day to run a race um so i did yeah they do it before the parks open yeah they do it before but you can go into the park so the parks are all lit up and there's fireworks and there's characters out and stuff like that and you run around and you you can actually go on some of the rides before people go in so it's a great absolutely fantastic experience but that's the next thing I signed. Like I was like, oh, what can I do next? You know, I've done a half. What can I do? And I saw this advertised, and I thought, that's me. I'm loving that. And Stop I tell you, person, I know, <laughs> I know that um, a lot of races now are talking about. We're not doing medals or that sort of stuff. I've seen the Disney medals. They are awesome. 
they are serious serious bits of boing it's the tea honestly like jangling all over the place they're they're fantastic um you have to kind of get into the mindset but when you fully embrace it it's yeah i'm with you i'm with you i love i love disney we've had some great trips out there and i've always looked at the run disney website and seen what's coming up and it never coincided with any of our dates and stuff like that but if there's a chance to run the star wars half or whatever it may be with darth vader breathing down my neck then i'm there we, we a couple of years later did the star wars one um persuading my partner Stuart to do it and got dressed up and it was oh, it was it was amazing like we're star wars fans proper nerdy and uh it was it was fantastic superb <laughs> Ah, well, John, sorry, Dave and I are just going to speak about Disney for the next 10 right, minutes. Right? I was going to pull you back from Florida and bring you back to Bonnie, Scotland, just for a minute um, to talk about the, the Great Glen. So the Great Glen is a bit of a jump, even from marathon distance. What Was it, Was there anything in between marathon? Yeah. and? So I was actually looking at doing, a few years ago, doing a marathon closer to home. I was looking at uh, doing the Loch Ness Marathon. And uh, I don't know if everyone else does this, but if I if I think about doing a race, I'll see if there's any blogs out there. You know, before I sign up, I think, oh, I'll have a look, see if there's a blog. And uh, the blog I clicked on that said Loch Ness Marathon, the most recent blog entry was the Highland Fling. So I was like, oh, I was like so I was like, <laughs> it's Highland Fling, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. And uh, within 10 minutes, I was like, Sword to the Loch Ness Marathon. When does the Highland Fling open up? And uh, my marathon time from Disney let me qualify for the Highland Fling. And it was, I think I looked at this blog and literally the week after the Highland Fling ballot opened up. So I was like, oh, do I do it? Do I not? And I was like, yeah, stop this. I'm going to enter. I'll never get in. I'll never get in the first time. Like, it'll definitely be the next year. And then I obviously got a place. <laughs> and that's how my ultra marathon story started. But what a place to start it. What a start. Brilliant. Oh, it was, yeah, it was oh, brilliant, brilliant. I'd never been on the route. I'd never been on the West Highland Way before doing the Highland Fling. So every corner I turned, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> you know, it was quite, it's quite a surreal yeah, experience. It is when you, when you but, kind of summit Conic Hill. Oh. That's what, and I know that John, that's a part that John shares a fond mm memory of as well but it is awe-inspiring when you come over there and it's like oh this is scotland oh it was it was i had never even been to Conic hill before before i went over it even though i'd lived in glasgow for a couple of years by then so it was just and i, I you know you know then i crossed the finish line i was dying of course because i was massively undertrained, as you do for your first ultra and uh i knew then i was like nah this this is it like mm. that was great as much as I'm dying, it was it was just an amazing experience. There's something just clicks, isn't there? When you're doing something, maybe you don't have to go that distance, but when you're running across the sort of the trails, that opposed to the sort of tarmac side of things, you know, and certainly on a, a trail as iconic as the West Island Way, at, at, at almost every turn, certainly from Balmaha onwards, it's just I'm not. I'm not dismissing what happens before Balmaha. That's lovely too, but for me, that's where the that's where the good stuff really starts. You know, it's just absolutely stunning. But how was your fling experience then? Because that is a good bit. So almost well, it's over double, isn't it? 
Yeah, I'll I'll be honest with you, it, it killed us. Like I'd I'd I was totally undertrained for it. If I'm on looking back, I thought I'd done a good amount of training and I'd be fine. I finished in about fourteen and a half hours. It completely broke me. You know, I couldn't walk for days after, my feet were a mess. And yet still I was like, you know what, I can just like the Great North Run the first time, I was like, I can I can take time off that. I was like, I can not that, you know, I'm not, I wasn't looking, thinking I could be that person. I was just like, no, I know I can take a good amount of time off that race. It's, I loved it. And I was like, I, I just know I can. So that was the next year's target. <laughs> I love that. You know, well, I don't think it did completely break you. Maybe it temporarily broke you just for that half hour or a couple hours afterwards. But there's something happens, isn't there? And you're, it's either that night or in the car the next day and you go, Hmm. And now we've all got smartphones, you can just scroll on your phone and say, okay, yeah, let's go. But it's absolutely brilliant how that seed gets planted and that sort of gets a grip of you, doesn't it? You know, brilliant. race I finished where I burst into tears. Like, I'm, I'm not particularly a crier or anything. And I finished and my mum was there and I saw her and I just burst into tears. And she was like, oh my God, are you hurt? Like, what's going on? And I was like, I'm just so glad. <laughs> <laughs> It's a mixture of that weight getting lifted off your shoulders because you've invested, well, if you're anything like me, invested so much emotionally into it as well as your training and just like, you know, just now, of course, John and I are in the final throws for the lake training and, and it starts consuming you. It's just mm. every oh, waking minute. Training, it's thinking about, you know, what's the weather going to be like? What food are you having? Or, you know, have I got to order this? You, you think about it all the time. I know I've seen the the essential kit list today for the lakes, and there's a a compass on it. I was like, I've not got a compass. I have to go and order one off Amazon. <laughs> I say, going back to the fling, though, Stephen, that's got to be one of your favourite finishes too, because that was quite an emotional one for you coming down the red carpet, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah, was, no, I definitely. I had the kids holding hands with the kids. You know that, right? Come on, get your cameras out. <laughs> <laughs> This is memories for life. But it was. It was really emotional. It was brilliant. Yeah, I kind of turned green after I crossed the finish line. But that's one of the nice things about it. It is like a family event. I know it sounds daft, but everyone, all the marshals, when you go into the checkpoints, they all want you to do well. They all want to help. They're like a big family for like a whole weekend. Um, and when you finish, you might see some of the marshals that helped you before and you know, they're saying, oh, I'm so glad you're done, and they'll chat to you and stuff like that. And it's, it's just lovely. Like, you don't you don't get that at bigger events. Um, and I oh, think that's magical. Doing that, yeah, it is, it is magical. Yeah, and if they could just, like, flatten the lock side a bit, a bit that would be... <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember, I'd said, obviously, like I said, I'd never been on the course before, and it was the year that people could meet you at Ben Glass Farm. Yeah. So my... Yeah partner Stu and my mum were like oh we'll meet you at Ben Glass and I was like oh that bit it's really flat it'll take me an hour like I'll be fine obviously like three hours later they were like where have you been and I was like have you looked down there I was like that breaker man I was like dragging like you have a little fence at the end where you got to go over the stile I was like dragging my horse up there like <laughs> I was like that's just killed us and then unfortunately I was like I'm ahead of the checkpoint you know and one was like, yeah, you've got ages. And I was like, oh, damn it, I'm going to have to finish now. <laughs> it is. When you come off the log side, for anybody listening who's done it, they'll be able to relate. And you hit that bit that you can actually run again. 
you know that without going up in, and down. In theory, Stephen, you can run again. Like in theory. Yeah, <laughs> but, but even though you're running with buckled legs, you can still you feel a bit of a freedom of movement, and it's quite it's quite nice to get it behind you. Oh, you can say that. I've done it a couple of times in training, and then I did the fling the last time it was on, and I actually loved that section. Yeah. Like, Aye. Um, it was, I get uh, that. Yeah, I think it was John Kinnison said to me, you've just got to learn to love it. Yeah. And he's totally right. It was using muscles you hadn't used before. It was something a bit different, you know, getting your hands involved. One of my favourite sessions the second time I did it. Um, I, I get that. So, yeah. All of a sudden, 100%. you start looking forward to it rather than dreading it. Yeah, absolutely. But then you finish it and you just want to be at Ben Glass Farm and you've got those like two, three miles. Like, oh, God. Yeah. I wish I was back on the bike. <laughs> So, a fling, a double fling finisher now, mm-hmm. we've covered. Did you, did you try the devil? Yes, done that twice as well. So, double. both times I've done the fling, I've done the devil as well. I like things that begin with double now, being football legions wise. So, um, and then the, the full thing. Now, John met Devin through the West Highland Way, didn't you, John? Yeah, there's a bit of a backstory there, yeah. Um, Rick um, from America, Rick Henser, was coming across in the States and his crew never happened for him. So he put out a, a bit of a SOS on the West Highland Way Facebook, uh, uh, Facebook page. And um, Devin and I responded, or I, I think we maybe ticked a box on a forum to say we were happy to help an overseas runner like six months before, not expecting it to happen. And we got a phone call and uh, or a message and we answered the call so it was literally a couple of weeks I think Devin wasn't it and we met Rick in Glasgow went for pizza always a good start and uh, yeah Devin was actually marshalling the West Highland Way so once Devin had finished her marshalling duties we then um, supported Rick and Devin ran from where did you run to the finish from was it Glencoe yeah it was Glencoe yeah, so put a good a, a, another marathon. Uh, yeah. Put that 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 shift into the end at Fort William. Okay. So um, yeah, so and then we shared a, a car journey. God knows how we got down the road. I drove. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think back about that, John. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. He just drove. Like we got no sleep that weekend. No, so, but it was brilliant and it was great for Rick because I don't think he wouldn't have been able to to achieve what he set out to do without that the running community. It was just great for us, I think, to give something back. And it comes back to you as well. But yeah, that's where Devin and I first first met. Brilliant. Um, it was it was great experience for me and I'd highly recommend it. Like if you haven't crewed anyone before. So I don't have any friends who do kind of ultra running. Um so I always get people who can crew for me, but I can never return the favour. And I can never see that side of the race either. So when I crewed Rick, I thought, you know what, it'd be really good if I could do it before actually doing the race myself. I was still kind of 50-50 on the race. Is this too much for me? You know, kind of a bit of uncertainty, more doubting my own ability than obviously the race itself. And I would highly recommend if you've not crewed anyone before to try it out beforehand because there was loads. I was taking notes all weekend, like to then pass on to my own crew or to think about myself in my own race. And that weekend solidified me applying for the next next year one I got back I think I said to Rick or said to John I'm applying this year it's happening 
because I was talking to Rick on the trail and I was thinking, oh, might wait two years, might wait three years, get a few more ultras. And he was like, why wait? Just apply. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, can't argue with that. Thanks, Rick. (laughs) You know, but uh, he was, he was great. He had done plenty of hundred miles before. We got very lucky um, with Rick. And there was was no, he just started and finished. It was, it was pretty. He pretty much gave us a bag of stuff. Well, when you picked him up from Morgai, and that was it. There was no diva moments, nothing at all. Give me that, give me that. That's where, Stephen, I have to speak to you frequently about this, about the can of Coke, fizzy Coke. Mm-hmm. I, I normally like to go to flat Coke, but it was Rick that gave me those words about, you've got to enjoy the burp, man. So you'd have this can of Coke and this big burp. Yeah. And she'd that's half the pleasure. You know, so yeah, he was absolutely brilliant. It was it, it was great, and it was a small crew, the three of us in a car. That was it, you know. So um, it was it was brilliant. However, you know what? Let's we're here to talk about the great Glenn. I know, about but I'm forty minutes in. I'm with forty minutes in, but I want to get to the end, the conclusion of this. Devon did the West Highland Way and finished it. Well, the West Highland Way. No, it got cancelled because of COVID, Stephen. There's a pandemic going on. That was the last. Right. Well, I'm I'm just losing my timeline. <laughs> I'm, I'm losing my timeline a bit. Eh? Yeah. No, Stephen's Devin, just missed the last eighteen months. Like. Devin was Devin was good to go in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. So it's still bubbling away. Got you. Right. So still not still not done it. I just really hoped it would have been this year. Um, and that was my A race for this year. But that actually brings us on quite nicely to the Great Glen because when the West Highland Way got cancelled, that's when I signed up to the Great Glen. The Great so Glen, for, for um, those listeners who aren't familiar with what that comprises of, is, Devon? Uh, it's 71 miles from Fort William to Inverness along, I think it's the fault line, is it? I don't know. It looks really pretty on the map. It's like across Scotland. Yeah. Uh, it actually extends from, doesn't it? It extends from Fort William to Inverness, where the, where the West Highland Way finishes. Yes. It picks that up, and you can then go and do the Great Glen. Yeah, it also has a small matter of 8,500 feet climbing as yes. well. So there's a, good bit of, there's a good bit of elevation in there as well. Um, a stunning, absolutely stunning route. Now, it's a bit different as well. There's... Not all, but most races. It starts at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. How did you, did you prep for that? Or did you just think, or oh, get up early? Uh, so I actually had work on the Friday, the Friday morning. So I went to work. We then drove up on the Friday afternoon and I was like, we had a hotel at Fort William. So I thought, you know, lights out, try and get a bit of shut eye. I'm going to be honest with you, my uh, partner Stu, he has Belgium in the family sweepstakes. And obviously it was Belgium Italy. So trying to sleep with him watching proved to be really difficult. <laughs> so it serves him right that the loss, really. Um, so I was trying to, even just resting, just, you know, having my eyes closed, lying on the bed, trying not to think about it. And I did manage to get, you know, a couple of hours, well, it was more like half an hour uh, sleep. But going, having to go up to Fort William, I had to have all my bags packed. I had to have everything ready. So there was no mad faffing or anything like that. I had my drop bags that were sorted. I had my outfit. It was done. So I was like kind of hanging about a little bit at Fort William, like between the time like of 10 to like half 11. I was just a bit like, oh, kind of want to get started now. You know, you know, you usually have all oh, your faffing and things like that. It just didn't, it didn't happen, which was both nice and surreal. 
So um, well prepared, well prepared prior to the race start. Well, my, my, my drop bags were, my, my training might not be so much, John, but <laughs> my drop bags, but, you know, I printed my labels out, they would look good. Right. Now, and you know, you mentioned, earlier, you mentioned earlier on as well um, about there's been a pandemic, right? So how how has the pandemic affected you and your training and the build up to the Great Glen? So I work in biopharmaceuticals. Um, I work in a lab in Glasgow and it's a pretty fast paced job anyway, but obviously with the current pandemic, um, it's been the busiest 18 months of my career. It's just, you know, the work-life balance has not been ideal. And I have to take a bit of responsibility for that as well. But, you know, you want to feel part of, you know, contributing to the, the mm -hmm. pandemic. But I did, you know, I set out to do the West Highland Way. So I already had done some training earlier this year. I then uh, signed up to the exposure, the 12-hour exposure event in April. Mm -hmm. And... Once lockdown had kind of shifted a little bit and we could travel more, uh, we planned a three-day recce of the Great Glen. So we actually did the route. So I, you know, I'd never been on it before, and I don't usually recce them, but I thought, oh, it's quite, like, you know, I'd quite like to do it. It'd be a nice uh, long weekend, and I would highly, highly recommend if you're into walking or running or anything like that. It's a great route to do over a couple of days. Really, really fantastic. So as soon as the West Highland Way had been put to bed. My training kind of shifted a little bit and I thought, right, look at the Great Glen. And that's when I did the exposure and then I did um, the the three-day recce. So that was like my last long weekend before, I think it was like 30, 33 miles and then 20 something and then 20 the final day. And that was like my last long weekend before tapering. So it was quite nice to do that and then know the next time, my next big run was the race. That's a great idea. Yeah. I wish I had that discipline. <laughs> that's a lot that's a lot of time on feet which is great training yeah great training definitely Stephen and I were just we were discussing we've mentioned people will be fed up talking about hearing about us talking about the lakes oh we've not even started yet um, oh, but but we've we've not we've not set foot on the on the route at all and it's one of the maybe we niggles we regrets I think we have if it hadn't been for the pandemic I'm sure we would have spent some a couple of weekends down there at least once to get get a bit familiar so um so throwing up is a good excuse the, i was on part of the route just two weeks ago i walked the length of the lake district the cumbria way with my sister because she she wanted to do a long distance walk her first one so i did that and you're in for you are in for a great day it's a you've never been to the lakes have you john no never it's, never a, it's a fantastic part of the country it's really beautiful so you're in for a belter honestly yeah well, again, we're, we'll be speaking about it. There's, a, there's even now officially a WhatsApp chat about <laughs> <laughs> um, where, where we talk all things Lakeland. And yeah, we are. I'm speaking on, Stephen can speak for himself, but we are getting excited about it now. You know, it's um, it's become that we're, we're just joshing today about how often we're checking the weather to see what's coming up um, on the 24th of July. So, I don't yeah, when is the... I'm I'm now checking the weather every two hours for two weeks on Saturday. Do you know? It's, I know that it's a lot of absolute <laughs> pish. Do you know? It's not. But you start that that's a sign that something's changed inside me when I'm starting to check the weather apps every two hours for the weather in Coniston. Yeah. 
<laughs> it was actually great to get into that mindset. It felt good to have a race again. Do you know what I mean? Like checking the weather, uh-huh. doing this almost like normal. It was, I don't know if I was excited for the actual race or just, you know, being around people. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was yeah, uh, about everything. kind of weird, but I was really, really looking forward to the great, the week of the Great Glen. I was, usually I'm a bit nervous and stuff, but I was so excited for it. I was like, I can't wait to to get out there um yeah, and it, even putting put on a race number putting a race number on you know what i mean i know things it's that so we did fun. before you know it's absolutely brilliant yeah, it's what sort of numbers what sort of numbers were taking part in it devon 96 started because okay. so, i finished 48th literally bang average <laughs> tell you what john would absolutely snap your Oh yes, oh yes. yes. In fact, he would only trade it with sixty (laughs) seventh, and that's got so yeah. That Um, you know what you you see average. I don't see average. That's great. That's fantastic. How did the race pan out? How? So I had originally said I was first of all nervous of the cutoffs because I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't. It's my longest race, and it's also my first race since you know, pre-COVID. Um, I then had like a little A goal in my head and I thought, well, maybe I could I could sneak in, you know, maybe do that. And within the first two hours, I felt so sick, really, really nauseous. I uh, I suffer badly from motion sickness anyway. So I didn't know if it was the, sometimes I feel it after an ultra just because you're jiggling up and down, for want of a better word. <laughs> I don't know if it was the, the head torch or, or what, but I felt coming into the first checkpoint at Clunes, I think there was only a couple of bags left. Like I, I was thinking this is this is turning out to be really rough and it's completely flat as well. And I was, you know, struggling quite badly. Um, but some I met a guy just outside of Clunes, you go into like forestry tracks, and that's usually, you know, my kind of bread and butter. I love uh I don't run up hills. <laughs> I kind of power hike up them and then run down, but that's what I that's what I love. And this, I said to this guy, oh, I feel really nauseous. And he was like, oh, take this. And it was just like white tablet. And I was like, oh, yeah, what, what, what could go wrong here? And he was like, oh, it's just, it is just a salt tablet. But I thought if my mom knew at bloody half three in the morning in some random forest, I was taking a white pill off some guy. Just, what? <laughs> I was like, the things you do in a race. But after, I have to say, his name was Simon. And I don't know if he listens, but he genuinely saved my race that early on because that kind of coincided with the sun coming up so I could take my head torch off and within 15 minutes I felt completely 100% better and it was the kind of turnaround was amazing and that was probably my lowest point in the race and that was it it was done within two hours and then the rest of the race it just went really really well and I just I just had a really good day out you know was hiking the hills running the downhills and flats and still managed to run into Inverness which I never dreamed that I would still be doing um so I managed yeah managed to come in about an hour and a half of my target time so I was so much so Stu missed me Stu missed me drumming a jocket he passed me in the car he had to go and park (laughs) so it was was really really good (laughs) quick but um Coming oh, in at yeah. the finish, like you know, when you turn into the finish, he was still sat in the car and chasing after me with my with a camera phone. Like, give him a wave. <laughs> Slow down, you're. Um, we need you to come eleventh so you don't make the county trials. 
that would have been me, honestly. I would have counted as <laughs> You mentioned um, but... Drum the Drocket there. I remember when John did that same race, he stopped there for a, a, a chippy, which is one of his <laughs> favourite things to do during an ultra. <laughs> could have murdered some chips, I really could have, but I, I, I'm terrible with nutrition, absolutely terrible, because I feel sick so much. Right. So I usually try and keep to fluids, so like Coke and tea and stuff like that, but I was managing, do you know the salt and vinegar chip sticks, the crisps? Mm. Oh, they were going down a treat. Um, yeah, they are good. They are good. Um, I think it was just, you know, because it was quite hot. I was I was wanting salt and uh, baby bells as well. I was demolishing okay. them. Um, couple of, from couple John. Insights into, John's given thumbs up there to baby bells. Just... Oh, definitely. I've got to say as well, I did have a drop bag at Drum the Drocket, but um, my wife, Susan, had spotted somebody else going to the chippy for a Five miles bar or something like that. Bar. And she got me a pie supper. So my drop bag got lashed. And I remember sitting eating pie and chips and then thinking, shit, I've got to run now. You know, so I to, um, but thankfully, thankfully, there are plenty of hills out of there. The one thing I want to ask you though, um, Devin, there's one of the one of the checkpoints or the aid stations is a place called Invermoriston, right? And when you leave there, it's almost like vertical isn't it it's a massive hill and that i think was one of the big challenges and also if it was kind of warm and toasty how did how did you cope with the the climbing were you fine did you just march on so i one of my kind of race tips i would say is that i power hike every hill mm-hmm. but i do that in training as well so when it comes to race day it's almost like second nature I don't, mm-hmm. I don't try and run the hills, um, one, I'm crap at it, um, two, I, I hate it, <laughs> but I just, I try and be as efficient as possible on hills, you know, taking water, taking food, and that section between Fort Augustus and Drumna Drocket, so that Invermoriston bit there, is actually my favourite section of the race, and I just, there was, I was on my own for that bit, and I just made sure, you know, fed waters, had my Coke, had my tea, and I just I have to I put a podcast in, and it was actually one of the best parts of the route for me. It was pretty quiet; there wasn't too many people about, and I couldn't. I, I knew where the top of the hill was, and I couldn't believe it when I got there. I thought I knew I was in for a good day. That that hill, like I knew if I got up that hill and it wasn't too bad, I was in for a good day. And it did, like I said, I think. I think I'd already listened, a little drop in, he already listened to your podcast about your fastest known time. So, you know, that was the one beforehand, you know, a little plug, shameless plug for you guys. Um, And then I I was listening to one about Catherine the Great. So there you go. It was getting (laughs) a little bit nerdy. And good company then. On the great (laughs) company. I was listening to that. Um, But it was just a beautiful way, a beautiful day. Like the weather was perfect. You could see for miles you know, it had the sun on my back. There was nowhere else I'd rather be on that Saturday morning than that. And you just have to, you know, when it's tough, just sometimes appreciate where you are. Do you know what I mean? I was like, this is actually amazing. And I was, but I wasn't feeling sick at that point. So I was like, this is great. Make the most of it. Um, so like I say, it, it is hilly. Like if you don't like hills, there's some wee nasty ones at the, the back end of that race. But again, just learn to appreciate them. Um, you know, that's your time when you take on food, you take on drinks. So when you get to the downhill, straight down it you hear that John yeah 
<laughs> Definitely. You know what, Stephen and I, this is all this is all ticking off Stephen's boxes. He was talking to me earlier on about my approach to Lakeland, and I've all I've been listening to Devon power hiking. However, I have a question about power hiking too. What's your power hiking style? Is it swinging your arms and getting power for your arms, or is it is it hands on knees? What do you do? I'm definitely an arm swinger, I would say. But there's that there was that really steep part out of Invermars, and generally you're just getting right to the top. It's like there's a there's a really steep, mm-hmm. and that was hands on knees and lots of harsh words to myself. You know, I'm not unknown to swear at myself on these hills and tell myself to get my ass up there. But no, I'm definitely an arm swinger. Sometimes I shouldn't really say this, but sometimes I visualise that I've got poles, so I'm like dragging <laughs> myself up a little bit. You know, like. It's all in the mind. You're right, Stephen. I probably definitely. Can I've got some similar tactics. I don't. I've never tried the pretend, and I've got invisible sticks in my hand. Yeah. I I've got one where I imagine that there's somebody at the top of the hill, and I've got a rope tied around my waist, and they're pulling me up. Yeah. And it's it's involuntary. I mean, I'm I'm going up that hill whether I like it or not. I really hope people don't listen to this episode after listening to, say, like, James Stewart for some, like, proper tips. And I'm talking about, you know, imaginary poles trying to oh. pull myself up a hill because <laughs> I'm going to sound like a right <laughs> nah, I think there'll be plenty of people nodding away <laughs> just now, Johnny. You know what? One of the things that we, we asked you to think about, Devin, was any tips for other runners. There's one right there. You know, it's because it's whatever works for you, I think. Whatever's going to get you... From where you are to the finish. Listen to me, Stephen. Whoever's going to get you from where you are to the finish? I, that's from Mars. That's from Mars. I power hike from the start. I don't run hills. Um, that's kind of that's that. You can join me on that one, John. I don't run hills. I power hike from the start, but I then find myself going faster uphill at the end of races because I've you know can still power hike. Um, but I do that's that. That's where it goes wrong for me, Devin. That going faster at the end of the race, that's where it goes wrong for me. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah, I'm I'm happy to be part of that power hiking club. I like that. I like that. Great what point. about you mentioned you mentioned that you you've not got the, the 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 best sort of nutrition stomach. What what worked for you then on the day of the Great Glen? Because it's a fair old shift, 71 miles. Uh I, I I'm gonna be honest, I didn't I didn't eat much. This is how not to do nutrition during an ultra. Um, like I say, a uh, couple of baby bells, um, a couple of bags of chip sticks, some jelly tots. I powered through a, a family sized bag of jelly tots, but then I have um, little cans of Coke. They're always good. But I'm a big tea drinker. Mm-hmm. I love just, you know, breakfast tea. Um, and I usually have it just with honey. Uh, I don't have any milk in it. But for this race, I put in a little bit of salt as well. And I was having that. And actually, for the last few checkpoints, I had them in my flask. And that went down a treat, but I like tea. If you don't like tea, then don't try it. <laughs> you know, that's a good show. That's a you good show. You can taste the salt at all. Like I just thought, oh, it's gonna be a hot day. I'll put a little bit in, and it seemed to work. It was it was nice. So yeah, I had some funny looking coloured flasks because obviously it's like blue <laughs> with the tea in it, so it looked a bit minging, but it worked well. Terry, that's not a lot. Of, it's not a lot of food though to get you through that, is it? Really, I know you're taking the Coca-Cola and stuff like that, but it's not a lot of carbs going in. Going on fumes. Really. It's, it's yeah. 
not, and it's something I really have to work on. Um, I definitely deal better with uh, real food. I did Glenmore 20, well, I did the 12 hour version of it, but it's called Glenmore 24, um, a few years back. And that was my best race nutrition rise because I had someone there, I had some soup, I had some potatoes, I had, you know, like I had that kind of food, but mm. the uh, great Glen here, everything had to be drop bagged and there was no, do you know, when, do you know when you're at the back and you get a wee buffet table because it's everyone's leftovers, mm. like the best oh, thing. Yes. They couldn't do it. They couldn't do it because of COVID. So you just had, you just had what was in your bag. Oh, I had fudge. I had some fudge. There you go. There's one more thing to add. <laughs> that i seen john's shoulders just sag there when you just gave that wee snippet of info about it, the no buffet table of other it broke my heart when i read it in the, the race pack because because of, of covid they couldn't have it and it's like sometimes i rock up with like nothing in my drop bag because i know there's going to be a feast you know i tell Every- you i'd be as well running faster you can and get the buffet table i know <laughs> serious that's so what what <laughs> Time did you finish up at Inverness? What what time of day? Uh, so started at one a.m. So I finished just before half six. Fantastic! That's so, brilliant, man! It's phenomenal. And back, it finishes back. at Buck Park, eh? At the racing track. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. the racing track. So you have to do like a little loop around. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I am not walking that loop. I am, I am running that loop. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell what state I'm in I will run that loop but uh the England game on was at eight so I had to get back in time for that <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> don't need to apologize yeah. we have yeah, listeners as well who are um England are supporters and that is okay by us isn't it we are open to all saying that with much conviction Steve and that's okay by us <laughs> we're, a, we're a podcast open to all Open to all. And before I before I forget, can I just say, Simon that gave Devin the wee white tablet, if you want to butter some of them through Young Hearts Run Free HQ, that'd be much appreciated. Um, <laughs> Thank you, great. I'm, I'm, honestly, I need to find out who his last name because I want to know what they were because they really, they were, they were fantastic. I've never taken them before. They were like um, tangfastic flavour, like a wee citrusy, fizzy thing. Um I'll be checking this. I'll be checking the splits to see Simon's name. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. handle on that. Um, Simon's oh, got the drug testers knocking on his door nice. right now. <laughs> <laughs> but ears will be doing there. Um, can can we speak about now in a seventy-one mile journey, Devin? There are going to be literally. I'm not just talking about ascent and descent, highs and lows. What was what were your flips on on the day? You must have been a few times you felt good, but was there ever a time? I think you mentioned at the start before you got that wee tablet for Simon, you had a bit of a low, but was there any other points in there that you you were struggling a wee bit? I mean, I think you're always going to struggle like at the back end of races just because it's time on feet and the hills. And there's a, a, a bit, you come out the last checkpoint and there's a little bit on tarmac and it is a gentle uphill. And it was probably a little bit of just a shock to the system, but I, I wouldn't have classed it as a low point. I was just, you know, a bit like this. These these two miles are a bit unnecessary. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're a bit of an inconvenience. But, uh, no, the worst that I felt was at the start. Well, not the start. It was about six miles in, and yeah. it was like that hour and a half, and that was definitely when I felt the worst, which was quite nice because okay, once I got past it and started feeling better, I didn't think, obviously, the low point was behind me, but... 
it was nice to know that I was feeling better than I was a couple of hours ago. I was like, it's yeah. not as shit it was, you know, at three in the morning. But in terms of highs, like I say, that that bit from Fort Augustus, I, I remember going along the canal and thinking, just get to Fort Augustus because I was I was I was kind of done with the canal by that. But I don't know if you've been on the the Great Glen, Stephen. But there's a lot of flat along the canal in the first thirty miles, and I was waiting. I was like, I really want a hill, and we came out. <laughs> You got up out of Fort Augustus and uh, Sean, the medic, was like, have you got your sun cream on? And it was quite cloudy. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I have. And he says, oh, the sun's out above the clouds. So we were climbing up this hill out of Fort Augustus and we get to the top and there's a cloud inversion in the lock. So we were above the cloud looking at all these hills around us. And there was this, and this was like seven in the morning. It was still really early. There was no one else out. And I remember just getting to the top and took a photo and it was just beautiful. You had this, all these clouds in the middle and you could see the little runners going up on the hills and stuff like that. And it was, it was like, yeah, this, the crap canal stuff's behind me. This is why yeah. I do this. It was a beautiful moment. And like I say, I was like, it was seven in the morning. I was like, what else would you be doing at seven in the morning on a Saturday? Like it was stunning. That's oh, one yeah. of the things. That's one of the great things I think about these races that start at one o'clock in the morning that, um, when it gets to five, six, seven, you've seen so many things, and you've got I don't know thirty miles in your legs by that point. The folk are just getting up for their breakfast. You've already you know, done it, an ultra. It's a special, yeah. it's a special, special thing. And I've seen your photograph, the one you're speaking about, Devin, and it is picture postcard stuff, you oh. know. And to see that with your eyes and just immerse yourself in that is brilliant. So, yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was. That oh. was definitely a moment where I was like yeah this is this is why this is what I've missed the last 18 months this is what I've missed and there was loads of people saying about the view and how beautiful it was I think it I think it don't want to sound a bit sad but I think it touched a lot of people do you know what I mean people were taking time to look around them and you know stop and walk in the race and just take in the scenery um so it was a lovely moment and it was that bit is you know you're right above you're running along the glen and you've got the clouds and it was it was beautiful it was stunning I've just clogged the picture on your Instagram now. <laughs> I yeah, agree. Wonderful. And you know what? It is an emotional thing. It's emotional that races are coming back. It's emotional that ultras are coming back. And I think you mentioned at the start about um, there's a lot of people involved that were involved with that race at the weekend that you wouldn't have, you've seen them and you see them on Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is that you use, whatever social media, but to actually see people in the flesh that you haven't seen for a while or heard of for a while. It's brilliant, you know, and it's, it's great that you had a good experience the to accompany that. amazing as well, because obviously they couldn't help us. They got You got given your bag and they couldn't fill up your water or anything, but they still made you feel so good, even though they were like mm. slightly afar from you. Because I was a bit, you know, a bit worried about oh, what they're going to put in and stuff, but the race was absolutely perfect. And you just, it felt like a family event. You know, they started, because it was quite a small event, they were recognising your name, the same marshals were popping up at, you know, further along the route and stuff like that. Um, and it was, it was really, it was a really lovely event. <laughs> I know you sum it up by the word lovely, but it, it truly was, and they were great. And at the end as well, the marshals were the, the track and cheering you on and stuff. So it was, it was a really nice day out. You can tell that by your smile. Nice that exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's we're on Tuesday just now as we spoke about earlier. So you're you know you're only really you know two and a half days post your longest yeah. run ever. And 
Yeah, I, I get the feeling that there's um, uh, there's more to come <laughs> for sure. Go and just tell me though, Stu was at the finish, yeah. Yeah. You, you made it. You made it for the finish. Yes. <laughs> good man. Good man. Well, I was doing my lap around. He managed to come in and stuff and and see me finish, so it was good. Right. Right. That's always nice. That's always nice. So, West Highland Way is still on the cards. Uh, um, well. I'm hoping so. Obviously, we don't have a place next year. We're all having to go back into the ballot in November. So if the, you know, the ballot gods are shining down on me, that would be great. I would appreciate it. Wouldn't mind a place. <laughs> um, but if I don't get in, I'll still be helping out at that weekend. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, I, I would still love to crew someone or marsh or, or something like that. Um, and I will just try the year after. But that is definitely the one that I'd like to to do and apply for next year um Brilliant. but i feel like it's going to be me and like maybe like 500 other people also thinking that so <laughs> oh Stephen, Stephen's nodding a little bit so. <laughs> i've still to enter negotiations with my other half i'm sure she listens to the podcast still <laughs> she's maybe got bored with it but um yeah anyway watch this space the you're right, though, that scratch needs etched, doesn't it, for you? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I have unfinished business because I've I've done both the fling and the devil and I've had good races at both of them. So, But it's just a lovely route. And every time I go on that route, whether it be for training or for races, I, I, I just I just love it. So I would I would like to do it. But like I say, there's been so many other races recently, like the Lakeland 50, for instance. I hadn't really thought about that. Um, went on the course a little bit um, a few weeks ago, and I was like, you oh, know, well, this this could be a good this could be a good race. So uh, that's kind of on my my radar a little bit. And uh, obviously, there's there's always something bigger and longer that you want to build up for in the future. So um, one that has often impressed me, and it's kind of down where you're from, is that the Saint Cuthbert's Way. Yes, is yeah. that the one that goes to Holy Island? Yes, yeah, that was a little yes. Indus isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it's usually um, is that was that last weekend too? It may have been. It's usually the first weekend in July, so I, th I think it perhaps also happened last that, weekend. It's yeah. just one that's that, that that's often winked at me. Oh, it's a beautiful. That's a beautiful area uh, area of the country, the Northumberland coast. I've done a um, a couple of marathons up there, like along the beach. Uh -huh. and, uh, I'm obviously biased because I'm. Of course. Um, that's okay. But it's a it's a really underrated part of the country, um, Northumberland. It's it's beautiful. You get to see loads of history as well, um, loads of like castles and ruins and stuff. So I I would highly recommend it. And it's good 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 chippies as well in in Northumberland. <laughs> so there you go. You get some good fish and chips. <laughs> Look at John's face. Now he's interested. <laughs> I'm going to. I'll, I'll support Stephen and his efforts for the same cup. But really, you'll find me at the chip shop. I'll maybe get one this time. It might still be open by the time I get there. Um. So, and I, I do believe that you're going back to the West Highland Way in September for the Conic Canter. You have heard correctly, John. I have. Yes. Yes, I have signed up to the Conic Canter. Um. And I'm really looking forward to it as well. Um, it's that kind of distance, is it? 38 miles. It's 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 starting to get up there. Do you know what I mean? Like you think, oh, it's in the 30s, so it's not too bad. But actually, it's only four miles shorter than the devil. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
you come along that day, David, and you'll see a bang average runner. I guarantee it. <laughs> oh, shut up, John. Uh, that'd be a good really. laugh. I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I, I've not been on the West Island. I keep saying this. I've not been on the West Island for a couple of years, so I'm really looking forward to getting back there. And I think it's a great idea, the Connick Canter. Um, and you're right. It's 38 miles. It's an out and back. But you see, brought... I, I know a lot of people don't like the first, say, you know, 15 to 20 miles of the West Highland Way, getting to Balmahal, you know, they think it's a little bit boring and stuff. You see, I, I don't, I really like that section. I love going through Mogdok and then, you know, you see Dumgoyne and you get into Drimmin, you've got that little bit up to uh, Cornick Hill. I think you, you settle in, you get yourself sorted, you're feeling great because you're full of adrenaline and coke and you've tapered. I really like that section. Um, I think it's, it's, a, it's a nice bit. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a great race. And again, it's something to look forward to as well. And are entry still open? Did I? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah get your hall pass and go and join us. <laughs> <laughs> No, they are they are still open. I seen um, it was on Twitter last weekend. They were still they were saying it yeah. was still open. So yeah, if you fancy it, um, get along there. Yeah, it'd be yeah. brilliant, man. Run with brilliant. Evan and John. You training. Yeah. You know, yeah. still a few months in the summer as well, so you can get some some nice training runs in. Get some this training in. Come and come and power hike up Connick Hill with Devin and me. John's trail tan mm-hmm. is looking impressive. By September, Aye. it's going to it'll be like an Adonis. <laughs> the ankles of an Adonis. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've got that. Walking around with really white feet because obviously your socks and your trainers cover up, so like the middle part yeah. of my legs are all right. My feet, bloody white. <laughs> Get the Santrape on it. <laughs> right. Listen, we we always ask our guests when they come on. I'm looking forward to this. For uh, a dialect word from, well, it's up to you. You can choose. You obviously, you've mentioned where you hail from. You mentioned where you live now. So you can choose a di- a, a favourite dialect word from either your youth or your present or in between. I'm not going to offend Glaswegians and try and say words <laughs> from Glasgow <laughs> because <laughs> I've lived up in Scotland now for 10 years, but... My accent's not changed, and uh, I can't. I can't say a lot of Scottish words, a lot of places and stuff like that. I can't roll my my tongue like lock and stuff. Can't do it. Give us another couple of examples of words you can't say. <laughs> well, one, I, like I say, I can't. I always say lock as in like key and lock. Do you know how you have that? Yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I mean. I'm not going to try and attempt it, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I am. Um, I'm terrible uh, with words, but so I'm going to stick. Going to stick to what I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get some from the northeast. Um, so a couple I thought of is uh, one of the ones I always say is Huawei. Like it's spelled H-A-W-A-Y, like Huawei. Um, and it kind of means like, come on. So like in Sunland, we would shout like, Huawei the lads. And that's how we would like cheer our team on. But it's also can mean like, come on, as in like, what the hell? Like, Huawei man ref, you know, like. You know, right. and can you put a different tone on it? Can you go Howie? Yeah, you'd be like Howie, man. Like, ah, right, okay. 
come on, Dave. Fuck. That's what I. That's what I hear. Yeah. So it can right. be really good. It can be like cheering someone on and getting like you know like how hey, man, come on, keep doing. But it can also mean like get a grip of yourself. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's one of my. That is like if you go to Sunland, it's Huawei and Sunland, but it's Huawei and Newcastle. Oh, it's an important difference. It's what we're talking. Mass difference. 15-20 miles. Geography difference. Between Sunland and Newcastle? Yeah. I think it's less than that. I think it's about 13, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. We've got to say as well, Devin's done well over an hour until she mentioned Sunderland and football. That's <laughs> no bad going. Just because I don't want to hear about Stephen Double again. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, spent, I spent a day with Devin in a car and she mentioned Sunderland all day right so we've done well it'd be an hour today so that's good to yes Steve, we, we did mention prior to recording that Stephen is the holder of the silverware although not all the silverware Devin oh, I do believe <laughs> the Johnson's paint no 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 that's it that was last year's the Papa John's trophy 2021 winners a wee trip to Wembley um luckily this trip to Wembley was in COVID, so I couldn't go because my previous two trips to Wembley, we've lost both times and I've been out of pocket. So there's nothing <sighs> like getting the Megabus back, having lost. <laughs> back up to Glasgow. It's quite a sad night. The sad bus. Yeah, because I'm a Sunderland fan on that bus, I can tell you. <laughs> like, £7.50, but it's a sad, sad bus. Sad, sad. <laughs> but the Papa John's trophy is a trophy that I think St Johnston will have to go for next season. So let us know how to enter that entry centre. We'll put our hat in the ring. Well, it'll save you because apparently you want to sign half our players. So there you go. That'd be nice. That'd be good. I like you players. We're, we're and bumping up the fee a bit. We do get a couple of players from Scotland every now and then, and they're always pretty good. So yeah, yeah I'll take it. Right, you had another word. We've we've sidetracked you. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, nout. Nout. So it's N-O-W-T and it means nothing. You get nout from me. Or like shy bends get nout. I quite like nout. No one has heard of nout when I ever say it at work or anything. I'm like, what's nout? And I'm like, it means nothing. So no, no. I'm familiar with nout. Are you? Yeah, right, John yeah. will be there. I can tell by his face. Some, if somebody, if somebody asks me, are you going to share that? I say, <laughs> no, for me. <laughs> you don't say. Let's be honest. I'd probably, I'd probably be use a bit stronger language than that. To be honest. But no, no, I've heard that. However, oh, you, can, you can scratch that. You can, you can delete that. No, me. no, no. It's no, okay. No, no, no. This is good I, I quite like John is a big no, as in he's a nobody. He's a nobody. <laughs> John is a nout. Is that allowed? No. I'm just giving an example a different use for it. I'm not meaning that John is a nout. <laughs> I did choose one of the two, yeah. I tell you, until tonight, I never thought of myself as a nout. But anyway, I never realised there was Howie and Howie. Howie. I never knew that. I never so like, knew like that. I say, like Sunderland fans will say Howie, but then Newcastle ones will say Howie, and that's incorrect. So, <laughs> leave it at that. <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, awesome. Right, are we going to go with Howie, Stephen? Yes, yes, with that nuance of that's the Macam version. That is. Well, you don't have any Geordies on this to argue with me. <laughs> Not yet. If there's a Geordie listening who wants to come and do a bit of a retort. <laughs> don't, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> right, listen, let's wrap it up and just say thank you very much to Dev. And I've really enjoyed this. This is the first time Dev and I have actually chatted face to face or screen to screen since that day in the West Island. Way. We've sent text messages and things like that. But this has been absolutely, I really enjoyed it as a, as a catch up. And I don't think I've said it yet, but absolutely well done on Saturday. On thank the you, great it was absolutely great performance. That bang average thing you spoke about, I'm not accepting that. That was a great performance on a very hot day on a a tough course. So yeah, it's awesome. I would highly, highly recommend the race though. I know there'll be obviously I think it's a bit sometimes overshadowed by the West Highland Way because it's so close. But I would really recommend the Great Glen. It's a, a beautiful trail and it's a really well put on race. And it was it was great on Saturday. So I think as much as I did well, I think the organisers and the marshals need to take a lot of credit as well. They really looked after everyone. So yeah, definitely, definitely. Stephen, get it on your list. Come I'm scribbling it down just now and just echoing what, what John said there. Massive well done to you for you know making it sound rather easy, if I'm wanting to say that, if I'm allowed to. You've made it sound as if it was a um, it was you're, really you're planning... It was really as, enjoyable, and I think if you yeah. enjoy what you're doing, then it, it does make it, oh, I don't want to yeah. use the word easy, but you know what I mean. I do know what you mean, but I, I also want to you know, say well done to all the other participants and finishers, and I really enjoyed soaking up that race sort of vibe on social media over the weekend and seeing mm. you know people posting how much it meant to them and all that kind of stuff. It's great to see that going on again, and you're right, Devin, big huge kudos to Bill and the team at Rocket Events as well because it's no it's hard enough normally to put on a race but throw in having to adjust to the pandemic and you know and and it, they've done a super job by the sound of it um, and hopefully you've you've got something to fill your your new whiskey glass with yes it was uh, a lovely little surprise um yeah. a lovely memento as well um, brilliant so it was just, yeah, I would highly, highly recommend that race. Brilliant day out. I think all of the all of the rocket events are brilliant, aren't they? They do Glen Lyon, they do Glen Ogle, they do Glen Moore. So any any one of these is absolutely brilliant. Go along and do the whole lot, man. Get the, the whole series. set. Get the series done. Yeah, get the yeah. series. And I think as well, Devin, you've maybe not played it down but I think what's been really important is your preparation that recce that you did is mm. brilliant and you put the training in you can't just rock up and do exposure 12 hour exposure if you've no prepped for it you know a lot of, we can that, we can that exposure we, was harder than the great Glen. like that was a tough tough 12 hours um and I felt mm. after it as well. I know you did it, John, and I've heard what you thought of it. But that was it was a great event. It was a really good event, and I thought it was really well put on and a nice, unique idea. But man alive, when that last six miler came in. Yeah, there was tears at my end. <laughs> all that I was calling, uh, and all sorts, bless them, all we couldn't hear. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was effing and blind. Damn and nice in him. <laughs> However, we should maybe we should maybe turn that into a thank you as well yeah. because that's given you that we were going. Stephen used the word purgatory. That was a bit of purgatory um, exposure. Certain parts of it were really really tough, but it builds up that toughness, that resilience that you've 
taken into great glen, you know. So pushed out of your comfort zone, the more you benefit from it. Um, and I, I really was then, and it made me, you know, and I'm sure you were the same, John. I'm sure you, mm. after the the race, thought, you know, that was really tough, but it was a good challenge, and you probably exceeded your own expectations as well. Well, without uh, a doubt, without yeah. a doubt, I did, yeah, without a doubt. But, but I'm I, still paying the bloody price for it. Yeah, I, I do thank Paul, but I'm also like, no, nah, not another six miler. Like, never, no, don't do that again. <laughs> Yeah, it was hard. And you know what? I think, I don't know if you've checked your email inbox today, but there was a wee email come out from Pylon today as well. So I think there's a wee thing maybe going to be... Spark in his head. Yeah, yeah, which is brilliant. It's exciting as well. It put the feel of on me, John. I have to say, I saw the, the email title and thought, oh, hell's bells. Like, <laughs> how do I get off this list? I know. <laughs> It was a great event. It was really How do I come eleventh? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I would have, I would have snapped your hands off at eleventh, even in that. It was full of fantastic athletes, and then there was me. <laughs> uh, oh, was okay, I've really enjoyed that chat. Thanks, Devin. It's great to be able to speak about racing again, and um, you know, it's been really insightful, and it's also been a pleasure meeting you as well. So, thank you very much. Oh, thank you, guys, and good luck for Lakeland in two weeks time. I'm actually, I'll be in Ambleside. I've uh, booked a camping trip anyway, and it just happened to be that weekend. So I'll be, uh, I'll get your little Young Hearts Run free banner. Oh, uh, do it. Oh, yeah. So you have to make it to Ambleside. I will make it, all right. <laughs> a chippy there. Brilliant. <laughs> for John. <laughs> a little bottle of Lucas for you, Stephen, and a pie supper for John. Like. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, we're talking about food. Let's wrap this thing up, man. Devin, thank you very much. Been an absolute pleasure speaking to you again and uh look forward to seeing you. I'll see you at the Conic Canter. So yes. I look forward to that. I'll see you later. Thank Bye. you very much. Bye. Bye. Bye, Devin. Bye.